0: For joining us, this is Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. I'm a clinical psychologist, leadership consultant, and a really big fan of you getting to fulfill your life purpose. I want you to get unstuck and unlock your potential relationally, emotionally, spiritually, and vocationally. Thanks for joining us, and let's get started welcome to unlock you with dr shannon crawford and today i wanted to take time to tell you a story so we've all come out of the shelter in place the pandemic everything political everything in our own personal lives career finances everything Um, and like many of you um, i have gone through a lot of heartache in the last season So, you know, my mom has passed away and at the same time that she was being upgraded to heaven, the opportunity to start the podcast was dropping in my lap. And so at first I turned it down and realized through prayer and uh, different things that I was like, actually, I think I should go forward with this. And so that started a journey where I ran toward it and I started interviewing and pre-recording and moving in this direction and had like a supernatural grace over the grieving process, which I later found out was also called shock denial. So then I, uh, I do my own inner healing sessions. I have my own appointments for myself, just so you know. I serve people professionally, but then I'm very big advocate of getting my own. I have lots of people that to this little jacked up number you're listening to right now. Um, and so I had some appointments where I realized, oh my gosh, I have a lot deeper grief and disappointment than I realized. So I'm working through that. I'm starting to give myself permission to be sad. Uh, but I was really kind of scared of being angry because I didn't want it to turn into anger at the Lord. And so I allowed myself to cry, but you know, not really comfortable with the uh, anger thing, even though, <laughs> irony, I would tell you to be angry. I just was really, to be honest, scared of my own anger and reaction and turning into offense at the Lord and all those kinds of things, right? So that was my journey. Um, and so in the middle of all that, my dad was like hey let's go to Hawaii we have a family timeshare place that we haven't gotten to go to in a long time we'll get our family together I asked some friends to come I asked for friends out of state everybody could come and it just everything was so sweet it's just falling into place and of course Shannon becomes the uh delecto person who's going to plan the trip and get the resort and figure out where we're staying in the luau and all the things, right? So plans are going forward. Everything is great. Um, And Hawaii requires that you get a negative COVID test before you can go into their island. Otherwise, you have to quarantine, self-quarantine while you're there. And so I have a really stellar immune system, knock on wood, praise God. Um, And so I know I don't normally ever get sick. You know, I may get a seasonal allergy or something, but I really just don't get sick. And I've been around people for the last year and a half. I'm sure I've been probably exposed to COVID, but I mean, I've just been super healthy. And then the week we're going to go all the tickets are bought, airline, hotel, car, luau, everything is paid for. Guess who is the only person who tests positive for COVID? Oh, this one, right? And so I'm like, at first, I didn't know, right? You just kind of have that feeling, like I just had a feeling, I think I have COVID. That's not possible. So in classic Shannon style, I'm like, praying and i'm calling people and i'm doing every frontline doctor medicine thing that you can do i'm like trying everything because i'm like i am going on this trip to hawaii i didn't say it out loud it wasn't conscious but i was like uh my mom just passed the lord kind of owes me one you know we're gonna have this great trip we have all these people coming we have family friends with their families coming like it's just gonna be the sweetest trip uh lo and behold thursday get my final COVID test, still negative, and Friday morning, we're supposed to leave. So I was angry. I was hurt and disappointed and frustrated. And, you know, this is two weeks ago. (laughs) I like to just put my stuff all out there for you because I think it's helpful. So I'm the only negative. Everybody else gets a positive. Most of our party gets to go. Um, A handful of people stay back. And I'm like, oh my gosh, literally, I could have gotten COVID for a whole year and a half. It's been out there in the planet. And somehow the week of like four days before we're going to fly to Hawaii for a luau and water sports and laying by the ocean barefoot in the sand, you understand I am the only one, I am. I plan the trip (laughs) and I'm the only one who gets tested positive for COVID. So now I get to quarantine as an extrovert. So not only am I not going to Hawaii on this big, elaborate, amazing, all expenses paid by my father and not by me trip. I don't get to go and now I get to quarantine and I am feeling a little bit sick, not like a lot. You know, it was very mild. It was like having a little bit of a flu. But I'm a rule follower, so I stayed in, didn't go out, wasn't around anybody, and I get to just be miserable. And so I had this moment where I thought, I know exactly what I'm supposed to do if I am testing positive. For COVID, I know that God wants me to work on my book. And in context, if you don't know, have been ish working on a fiction allegory book that's going to be fantastic. It is at least amazing in theory, in my head, but the self control discipline of sitting for prolonged periods of time by myself typing, it's a lot. Right? It's a lot. And I've never written a singular book. Well, I've written lots of things. I've never completed (laughs) a singular book, much less I have a chronicle of three books. It's going to be a trilogy. It's also going to be a trilogy movie. So I'm really excited about it. But that does require some discipline to carve out time. And normally I don't carve out that time because I uh, allow the tyranny of the urgent and all the balls moving in life, you know, just like you guys, you understand. So I was like bitter, like, really bitter okay god if you're gonna take away my hawaii trip that i need to work on this book okay sure it's a goal it's important to me like you you may have things taken away and you're like okay i'm gonna try to rally i'm gonna try to see a redemptive side of this really sucky disappointment that just blindsided me and i'm the only one that didn't get to go on the trip right so fine all right i'm gonna rally so the next morning i wake up and i'm like okay Laptop out and I get to work and I'm giving my like 12 hour days, 16 hour days. I, in my head, I didn't realize that I was like, okay, if you're going to take away a trip, then I am going to work my batusi off. I don't know what batusi means. My batukish off in order to get this done. So you don't have to take things away in order for me to be disciplined, to sit and do what I was assigned to do a year ago. Okay, fine. I'll do it. So I'm writing and then guess who has no grace to write? guess who is watching The Office <laughs> like it's my job? And I'm like, oh my gosh. So then I'm more frustrated. Anybody relate that you're trying to work toward a goal that you felt like you were supposed to be doing? You're working toward maybe launching your business plan or a book project or a ministry or some business kind of idea or, you know, decorating something or organizing something. You feel like this is the thing I'm supposed to be doing. I'm having a good attitude. I'm getting up brushing. Right Brushing my teeth, doing my quiet time. I am spending time with the Lord. I am exercising. And then I am sitting down doing the tasks, saints, doing it. And nothing is coming. I am so frustrated. I'm like, Lord, not only, right? Like I'm racking up my offenses at the Lord at this point. I'm like, sir,
1: not only.
0: Does my mom die? Not only do things go crazy in our country and I don't even recognize our nation and I'm really passionate about our country. Not only do I not get to go to Hawaii, not only does my hail damage car not work out the way I want when I'm driving and the hail is attacking me like Godzilla's throwing baseballs. Not only do I now have to do quarantine and I am trying to be a good sport and work on the book project I feel like I'm assigned to do in this season, and nothing is coming. So I want to pause there. Can anyone relate with, okay, I'm going to be a good sport. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be diligent. All right. I have a clear sense that this is, I think what I'm supposed to be working on and nothing works. Frustration, disappointment. And it's just so easy to rack up the disappointment and the offenses at the Lord. It's almost like when it rains, it pours, and you're like, good golly, Miss Molly. Like, really, you would think the Lord would just like hand you like a little easy, hey, I know you've gone through a lot. I'm just going to like make this super easy for you. Oh, no. It was just thing after thing. And of course, I'm going to keep track because it's my life. And I don't know that I'm doing it right. Like your thoughts are so subtle. And so I'm sitting there at my computer and I'm like, I would be at my luau right now. I'd be getting a massage right now. I would be getting an Irish version of a tan. Well, you'd try my best, you know, Irish. But anyway, I would be moving in a direction. But no, I'm sitting here on my laptop watching The Office because I'm so distracted and I have 12,000 snacks in my face, probably on my face that I just keep eating to try to be disciplined and focused. So all of that to say, I feel like many of us out there that we have a sense that this is what I'm called to do. And yet we're really frustrated because it's just not working out. And it just feels like delay and obstacle and disappointment and opportunity for offense. And it's just like a golden platter of all the things that can rack up over time. Now, I want to be clear, every day I was spending hour two hours with the Lord during my quarantine and then listening to worship music as I go on a run and exercise and do all those things, I was doing the checklist of all the things. And the Lord showed me that I had a head knowledge of what I was called to do in that season, but my heart was far from him because I was angry, I was hurt and disappointed, and I didn't get it. I mean, I can get it, right? Like, I can be a good sport. I can rally. I talk about this. I preach about this. <laughs> I'm a professor. I talk about it. Therapist, I talk about it. But in, when it came to my own heart, I didn't realize that while I was doing the checkbox of reading the verse, doing the journaling, doing the application, reading the devotional, while I was doing the things, my heart had grown cold and far from him because there was repeated disappointment. And the Lord showed me that I had a lot of disappointment that I had not taken to him, that I can be feisty and I can tell him, but it doesn't mean that I'm actually lowering my guard and bringing him into that pocket of pain. And for many of you out there, I feel like we are in this boat together, that there's a lot of repeated disappointments. Not being able to go on a trip is like (laughs) bottom of the rung first world problems. I know that. I know that many of you out there have really painful situations, devastations, disappointments, things that you're still reeling and trying to get your footing because life feels like out tidal wave after tidal wave of just ocean crashing over you. And it's hard just to get out of bed every day. Some of you are having extravagant panic attacks in the not good way. (laughs) Some of you are having thoughts of suicide and death, and it would just be easier not to be here. And I understand that it sucks and it's hard. And some of life, we can't just put a pretty bow on it. I don't get to get my mom back. I don't get to get that trip back. I don't get to get that time with quality people who live out of state back. I don't understand everything. I don't get it. And I'm not going to act like I do. But what the Lord showed me is just having a head knowledge of what you should do in your assignment doesn't mean your heart is coming along. And so in wisdom, the Lord gave me the idea to call a friend and have him pray for me. And I had many friends praying for me, by the way, which was one of my key points as I was preparing for the episode. I was writing some things like, what are the takeaways that I really want people to hear from this? And one is surrounding yourself with good community. Don't go through things alone. And so I'm grateful and I want to give a shout out to everyone who has prayed for me. I want to thank Randy and all of her intercessor team, uh, Lonnie and Annette. I want to thank you for your prayers. Olivia, thank you for your prayers. I had so many people just walk with me in prayer through this season. And that's not unique to me. I would ask that you would do the same, that you would start asking the Lord to highlight who are people that can be praying for me. Um, My friend Patricia and Kristen, I've had so many precious people just taking me up in prayer. And in particular, I felt led to have one friend in particular, and he just cast off just this torment and this offense off me. And I felt it leave. Okay. And I was like, okay, like not all of those thoughts, an accusation against the Lord, not all of that is yours, right? We have some thoughts that come in like a flood. The enemy can come in through your thoughts, through your emotions, and through impulses. So like that impulse to like action, like just put the chocolate in your mouth, you know, or just gamble and just buy another stock market um, item. So you can do that. You can listen to those impulses, those thoughts and those feelings, or you can start to discern not all of that is my own. The enemy knew that I had a chink in my armor where for several months I had been asking the Lord, God, I know that you're good in theory. I know it in my head. But right now, I really honestly am wrestling like, are you good? Do I trust you with my heart? Do I trust you with the desires of my heart? Do I need to pick those back up and not trust you and now go make a plan and put things in action? Like, where do I stand in all of this? And I'm just being fully transparent because, well, I'm a therapist. And so I know a lot of people's everyday thoughts that we normally don't share. And I will, I'm happy to share my own junk so that we can walk this together in a safe place and peel apart what's truth, what's a lie, what's the keys to help us get unlocked when we have layers of disappointments, things that happen. You know, if it was just one thing, I think we would, we would be a little bit stronger. But when it's thing after thing after thing, I think it can get really tiring. And we start asking those questions like, can I trust you? Are you good? Do I love you? Do you love me? Do you hate me? Are you mad at me? why is this happening? And in those moments, we have an invitation to say, God, I need you in my heart. I need you to help me with this. I need to cry this out and fuss this out. And I scheduled my own appointment for myself after my negative COVID test. Don't worry. Um, I am clean- bill of health now. Um, And so he came over and helped me process, like, I really am angry. I really am disappointed. And I had been so scared of bringing that into conscious awareness, into the light, because I was afraid of being offended. But here's the deal, guys. When we're offended, we're offended. So whether it's conscious or unconscious, it was still creating a chink in my armor. It was still creating an open door that the enemy was using all of these situations to mount a a negative accusation at the Lord. And so I had been building a case against him without realizing it because I kept it conscious because I wasn't bringing him into that conversation. That I was dealing with it on my own at an unconscious level. And I just want you to slow down. Maybe take an afternoon if you can, or a morning or an evening, or some kind of investment of time, whether go on a walk or journal or process and say, How is my heart? Because by not taking my heart to the Lord and jumping into my assignment, my kingdom focus, what I was doing is taking my behavior, taking my mind. But my heart was not engaged. And that's where your creative center is. That's where your ability to dream and partner with the Lord and where your spirit comes alive and you're connecting with these kingdom ideas. And I picture that there's like this war room in heaven and I'm standing up there and we're doing strategy and we're like, okay, what happens next? And how does that impact? And how can we serve people? And what can we do to change the ecosystem of our culture? You know, it's just like we're in this war room up in heaven, but I can't do that when my spirit is shut down, when my heart is walled off in self-protection because I'm asking, are you good? Do I trust you? I don't know right now, to be honest. And the Lord can handle that. That's the sweetest news is I knew that with my head, but to actually walk through this with him in the last two weeks um, of letting him love me in the middle of my anger and rage and offense at him. At the end of the day, my theology is rooted in the belief that God is good and I can trust him and he cares about the desires of my heart. And then there's life. (laughs) Then there's everything else that happens that seems to go opposite sometimes. And you're like, what? Help me understand this, sir. (laughs) Um, And so you have to wrestle through it. But in the wrestling, there's intimacy. When there's wrestling, there's this brilliant, beautiful peace. That washes over you. And there's a lot of tears that clear out that uneasiness and emotion that's been probably accruing over time. A lot of what we go through, we can put in like a little quarantine inside of ourselves. And it's kind of quarantined off to the side. It's like a little virus, like a computer system that you're just like, I'm not going there. And so it stays down there, quarantine, and we can move on and life happens and life happens because I hadn't been dealing with my heart regularly. That's why I'm now in this really ugly emotional spot because it was like, I wasn't emptying the trash can, even though I thought I was, even though I was still reading my Bible, going to church, doing the things, the right things, right? Like all these months, my soul had started to ask a question that I would not be still enough to actually hear a response because doubt had crept in. And so that became a really big part of this. If I doubt that God is good, if I doubt that he's kind and he cares about the desires of my heart, then I'm not going to really sit and pay attention to how my feelings are or what he's trying to say. I'm just going to try to muscle through it and gut through it. So I have this you know, 12 day, 14 day, whatever it was, quarantine period. I'm alone, uh, not working, not seeing any patients. I'm by myself, hours upon hours. Anybody else been in quarantine? Um, And so I just have me and food and a laptop and way too much access. to the office. I like that show. And there's terrible parts of that. I don't recommend it, but I think it's so funny. Dwight and Jim. I mean, it just kills me. Anywho, that's not the point of this episode. So that was a really hard season to say, okay, I should be rested. I should go back to work refreshed, but really I was getting more burnt out because I was striving. So the Lord showed me that for many of us, We can run after a goal, even a God goal, even a kingdom dream, something that's wonderful and marvelous. But what we're doing is we're muscling and gutting through it in our own strength and we're burning ourselves out and we're not making the headway. There's not grace on it. Not that you're not supposed to be doing it, but you're doing it in your own strength. And I was doing it in my own strength because I stopped trusting. I started to doubt his goodness, doubt his trustworthiness. So it felt like almost like I was being punished. Like if you're going to take a trip away, okay, well then I will work super, super hard. So you never do that to me again, like a petulant child, instead of saying, hey, I know that you're good. I know that you would not set this up to harm me, but you're going to somehow take a really sucky situation and turn this together for good. I don't know how. I don't see it yet. I still don't see it yet but I choose to believe that you're good. I choose that right now. And so I'm going to lean into community. I'm going to let others be there. I'm going to schedule appointments for myself to be ministered to many of you out there. You may be the strong one. You may be the leader, the person who's always kind of ministering to others. Please ask the Lord, highlight who are the people assigned to minister to me. You are not supposed to be an Island under yourself who is always the giver there's definitely a need to let community be there with you. And then secondly, I want you to take your heart, not just your head. Yes, we ask the Lord, what's your perspective on this? Give me heaven's perspective. What's an eternal kingdom perspective of this situation? You know, 20 years from now, a thousand years from now, I am not going to remember a trip to Hawaii, but I will remember If somebody got saved, I'll remember if I spent time in the presence of the Lord and I got kingdom keys and jewels for this book that I'm so excited about and can't wait for it to be real life. Um, I will remember if I got to spend time relaxing and being enjoying of life and jumping back in um, and being replenished. I will remember other things that bear great value and weightiness in eternity's perspective. So that's the mental game. And then we have the heart of taking your heart to the Lord, repenting of striving. And I said, Lord, I took this assignment, which is a good assignment and I will continue to work on, but I turned it into an idol. I started striving. I tried to do it in my own strength and it made me exhausted and tired and weary. And I need to hand this to you. So I'm gonna lay it back down. I'm gonna invite your perspective and I'm gonna ask that you help me to partner with you to make it fun and magical and whimsical again. And do you know what happened? It became so magical. It became so fun. I repented, changed my perspective, put him back as my first love. And I'm like, Lord, if we work on the book or we don't. I choose time with you. I choose to be replenished in your presence. And then you guys, I wrote all these new sections and Chloe, it's my lead character. um, I wrote about a lot of the dynamics that are going to happen. Logan is the interest, love interest. So yeah, a lot is happening, a lot of movement and it started to be fun. It started to be fun and playful and delightful again, instead of striving and putting my foot in front of the other and trying to do it in my own strength. So my encouragement, my dear, wonderful community, my friends out there who maybe understand what it's like to try to rally, to try to be a good sport, to try to go forward, but you're tired and weary. And I want you to know it doesn't have to be that hard, that God has upgrades. And one is just recognizing, oh, I'm trying to do it in my own strength. I repent. And now, Lord, I'm asking that you give me a new perspective of this situation, Because in reality, I could have stayed bitter. I could have stayed in PJs and watched TV all day long and done nothing, right? Or even though I was striving, I was still going toward a goal. It wasn't the most flattering, fun way to do it, but I got his perspective, But it wasn't until I got his perspective and my heart reconnected, and I started looking to him as the source. And I asked him, Lord, I'm going to trade, because he's always about upgrades, I'm going to trade my version of this book that I can come up with as a human, and I'm going to ask that you take the library of heaven and that you release your version of this book from heaven's perspective. And when I did, OMG, like the dynamics, the clarity, all the layers and paradigms started to just click and it became fun and magical and more like the partnership that you would expect. So I'll tell you this, many of the things I was struggling with, my circumstances did not change. My week, two weeks, three weeks, however long you're in quarantine, it did not change but what changed is when my perspective, when I leaned in and I said, Lord, I choose to believe you're good. I'm going to choose to wrestle through all these doubts and unbeliefs and cast out doubt and unbelief. And then I'm going to minister to you by being in fellowship, by going on walks, by listening to worship music in a, a pace that's life-giving versus before I was trying to get through the quiet time, get through the exercise so I could get to the task, so I could get it done. And I was missing all of the magic and the fun and the whimsical part of being a creative. And so whether it's business or it's ministry or it's a project or it's school, I realized in retrospect that I'm like, oh my gosh, my whole life I've been striving, like especially in grad school, all of my life, but especially grad school, because I didn't know. Nobody had really talked to me about the principle of striving. I was always praying. I was always reading my Bible. I was always doing the right thing, you know, going to church, cross the the list. I was having long, quiet times and journaling and taking my heart to God, but there was still striving because I didn't know that he wants to upgrade your task into treasure, into intimacy, into playfulness, that there's this partnership and engagement that can happen. And it just starts by recognizing what's happening casting off any icky stuff, closing the doors to doubt and unbelief by saying, I reject the lie that God is not good. I reject that question of needing to kind of figure it out or analyze it from a human perspective. And I choose by faith to call you good. I choose by faith to say that you care about the desires of my heart. I choose by faith to believe that you'll give me another trip, whether Hawaii or something else in the future, and it will be redeemed. And now I'm going to choose to take my heart back to you to see your perspective, and to lean into friendship and do it together instead of striving in my own strength i want to partner with you and enjoy the unfolding hey friends thanks and for listening we would love for you to get plugged in instead, of, the unlock the instead so of just the 16 hour days. so follow the stop, links below uh, and stay up to date with upcoming anyway. content uh, and now he can take 30 minutes and write us whole dynamic reactions around your interests you know the day before i was like oh my gosh, if there any specific topics you'd like to hear about let us know so we can strategically build content that to you. and understood and will you and share, share this, this podcast, podcast so, page so we can invest into a lot more amazing people, people. be, be more sure to hit subscribe so we can see you for the next one episode after another like tidal wave oceans that just kind of like waves hit you after one another and then i want you to know that there are keys to walk out of the season you're in It doesn't have to stay hard. That just because God gave you an assignment or you feel led to start a business or uh, do an art project or ministry or something, um, start a small group, it doesn't have to be hard. You want to repent of looking at it and doing in your own strength. And you want to ask for his perspective and to partner with him relying on his grace, his strength, and then he'll add everything else you need for that kingdom project or assignment. I love you guys and thank you for being a part of this. I hope that you can share and comment and do all the things that social media, I don't know all the stuff, but I love you and I would love the opportunity to invest into more lives together. Bye.